we interrupt our coverage of the Labour red-handed bicycle crisis for breaking news. Deems that after ten weeks of diplomacy, the government has announced that there will be an accord about the fate of our former Prime Minister. These awesome events are happening after the representatives from China and the Nordic Council shaking up the status quo. We are going now to Robert Fulkerson and John Carrico, as any minute now, an official statement may follow. The Prime Minister just stole your tender, John Doe. And what you gonna do? I need to think of some way to let Margaret know that this isn't the British's plot, because otherwise she will now vehemently oppose. Not that I blame her. I mean, I could just pass her a note, but that seems nowhere near interesting enough. But I might do it. So, just uh, I, I just got a question. Are, are we in this scene? Yes. Yes. Okay, I just wanted... I couldn't remember... <laughs> Look, beyond the fact that uh, the powerful negotiating tool that is quite literally a actual person who can understand magic and one of the world's smartest men certainly does also look better for John Doe to be able to be like, I need an expert opinion on, you know, X. Do we have an expert opinion on magic or something that the world's smartest man would know? Plus, John Doe doesn't go anywhere without the posse. You don't leave the posse behind. The entourage. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you did, kind of. <laughs> okay, but he learned. Yes. All right, Ludo. I'm, I mean, John Doe's fast. We've already established that, you know, he's a supernaturally skilled fighter and all that. So I'm going to quickly, hopefully without any of the delegates noticing, pass Margaret a note, basically detailing that, trying to think of how to put this without giving away that I blackmailed this guy. I'll write on the note, have leverage on Brits, still my plan. Fold up and pass it to her very quickly and efficiently. I'm going to argue that this is going to be agility, conviction, and a D6. And I'd like to use my principle of the team. John Doe does have a public relations view as a very not dishonest person. Right, go for it. Hey, a nine. Yeah, so you managed to pass your message and Myers discreetly reads it. And it's enough to make her stop saying whatever she was planning to say and uh, this gives you a bit of time and uh, they start going back and forth on the details as people talk of the proposal as it is perfect Kissinger, Axel Magnanimous oh I'm sure that uh, we'll be very happy to honor these required for us and we'll put our best people at work you don't have to worry we make sure that any British politician will have our support in this and any follow-up matters. To quote another very good podcast, I don't need to hear from the Forrest Gump of war crimes. I hate this guy. I'm not saying this verbally. This is me. Just I hate it. Uh, I know. I know. Like Every instinct of my personal being wants the Berserkier just to go punch Kissinger. However, Berserkier has no idea who Kissinger is. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this image of when we're leaving the meeting, just like, oh yeah, that's the guy who like that's that's Henry Kissinger. He's you know, if there's a war crime, he's part of it. And just, but that's that's me. Uh, someone else do do something cool. 
trying to figure out what I can do that isn't just me being a big thembo and themboing them throughout this entire uh, kind of like thembo savanting themselves throughout this entire <laughs> situation. But that'd be pretty cool. I mean, there's also always the option that's appreciative creating the boost. Yeah. That could be kind of cool if it's Yoki just ask like intentionally setting up softball like questions pointing out like, oh, like, but what about this purposely? So that others can be like, well, this perfectly works because of this. I do something like that, I guess. For the life of me, I cannot remember your plan. So my plan is simple. And this is actually my proposal. That the British government is pushing. The idea is this way. Everyone gets their share of the milk snatcher. The Irish get to choose the prosecutor. The UN judges are at the Hague. The Americans get to choose the defender. And the UN gets to fill the jury. That the EU got, or not the EU, um, whatever we're calling that, got to fill the jury. They do, that is a point I'm willing to give them, but currently it's the UN. Oh, okay. With the argument that the they're going to put their own leverage to make sure they get at least some sort of say on it, but that's if they start a fight about that, that way, like, well, I guess we can be, you know, and let you do that. I'm going to bring up. Because for some reason, I gave myself history. So this is going to be a really low roll. I'm going to use a boost on it. Awareness, history, and my status die. I'm going to bring up some historical context of stuff that's happened to other rulers like the Milk Snatcher. How dare you bring material conditions to a battle of ideas? (laughs) I will pretend I know what those are. (laughs) So I'm just going with what I can do. (laughs) Go for it. I got a six for that boost. So what is the name of the boost? Historical context. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so you start to put everything in perspective, how this whole thing makes sense and it builds on the precedence and you kind of give hope to the people that are a bit more hesitant on how comfortable Steel and Kissinger are on this, that maybe the Milk Snatcher is going to get away free, that uh, it's not going to be so clear, and you start to see a twinkle of doubt in the eyes of the Prime Minister that maybe he overplayed his rage. So as this tone starts to change, uh, what does Highwayman does? And now there's this boost on the table. Would there be something to be gained by, I guess, like convincing the Americans that the defense is what is the position they want to be in in this? Would that be basically trying to sort of meet them in the middle and show them that, like, hey, this is the most advantageous position for you? Absolutely putting it that way, especially considering what we know for historical context about Kissinger, that he doesn't believe in anything. But convincing that he has something to gain by doing it, I think works. But that's I mean. Yeah, I feel convinced it is his ideas. He's very likely to go along with it and say that he actually he's a diplomatic genius and managed to convince you all about it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I would be trying to shoot for here. Obviously, that's not really that's not really how Johnny feels or what he believes, but he definitely sees that I think is the advantage here. God, Marcus is getting so powerful with these many lies around. Well, you know, that's <laughs> listen. Sometimes that's how we have to do it. I'm going to be trying to do that. I think I'm going to try to basically just like show Kissinger like, hey, by being on the defense here, like, you know, 
however this shakes out, you're showing yourselves to be like committed to, you know, I mean, like, it's just, I'm spinning some bullshit. So it's just like, you're showing that you're committed to like full, like a completely fair trial and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, even if the world that the snatcher is the villain here and like you guys were still the ones willing to stand up and defend this person in the name of justice rather than in the name of, of, you know, pursuing everyone's own interests or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that fits exactly what he wants to hear and believe. So go for it. I figured he might. And I think because it is a flashback related role, what I'm using here is essentially like Johnny sat in his in his hotel room and like just wrote down a lot of notes and like things that like just I, I guess probably like just like, you know, just a like extended notes on like what every side wants and how to appeal to them and blah, blah, blah. And like just did a full like readover of the entire situation and just came up with just like, here's some good arguments that you could use kind of however the tides have shifted at the moment. So let's see how it went. I got an 11. So it went pretty good. Yeah, you pepper still get this. I just, yeah, just, just, I, I really pray for whoever has to go in and clean his hotel room. And they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, Kissinger pretty smugly take it. And uh, yeah, they make him seem quite pacified. And they seem to be fully invested on this plan. So British are presenting this plan as their own. And uh, the Americans are seeing this to reinforce their diplomacy and enhance their reputation and soft power across the world. That's the position that... The optics are positioned. So, John Doe, how do you feel about this? Because at the end of the day, this is still going to be stealing from you. I didn't join System 4 to become some sort of fucking symbol of a revolution. I didn't join System 4 to be this icon. I joined System 4 to fucking help people. If the cost of helping people means that someone else gets to present my work as their own, that's fine. That's more than a fair wage of justice. Yeah, but is it? Because if we take a contritionist view on personality and personhood and identity, you are constantly confronted with the things that the person that you are not are to define who you are. And this is something that is very intrinsic to the person that you are now and how you want to be seen. So, in a way, this is a kind of rejection of the person that you want to be, indirectly. While, as we saw on Argentina, there has been reinforcements of the person that you were and do not want to be, as something that has been up to the top, considering what happened on the last confrontations with Monaco. Is that leaving you untouched, or is there some kind of fight going on? There is a part of John Doe that isn't fighting this, but especially consider recent events and what he hasn't even told the rest of them of what happened when he walked through Voidwalker's portals. There's a part of John Doe that's terrified right now. And the others in the room who with super senses focused on that might notice that John Doe is very nervous because that is a fair angle to put it. And John Doe is worried he's backsliding. John Doe has already compromised a little bit of who John Doe is. John Doe was not supposed to be the guy who would work in the shadows, but he did. And now John Doe is the guy who's letting others take the lead on his idea, which maybe he shouldn't. But the system has to answer the system as a whole, and World War III is bad for the system as a whole. 
So as this continues, Vangel Langerfeld steps in. Well, this is all in good, but this is all too focused on the person of the milk snatcher. This is going to present the illusion that they were able to do what they did because they were themselves. That somehow everything was right with written, and the only problem is the person in charge. That everything is right with the Tories, except the person that was in charge. When she is just the product of centuries of policy that go back to the legacy of world empire. This is only a continuation of that. And that should be what is real on trial here. That this kind of behavior that builds on that is no longer acceptable. We need to make states fear for their lives as much as the snatcher fears justice. Uh, Berserkier kind of wants to step in here and say, uh, have you looked outside recently? It's kind of a total chaotic mess. At least that's what I remember. It's like London is almost burning right now, if I remember correctly. I mean, when is it not? It's, yeah. Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, due to all this, basically the uh, British Empire has now collapsed. Yeah, the Union is in trouble. I mean... uh, it's very unlikely that it's going to hold and uh, there's the whole problems with uh, the strikes organized by workers in the north uh, the heavy retaliation by the military against them and the Scottish and so on and so on. So yeah, but the thing is they don't admit it. It led to the collapse of the government and the replacement government and now you have this government leg by the Sock Lib Dem Party, which formed basically by taking everyone from Labour and Tories and the Liberal Party that were not morally compromised, aka implicated on the crimes of the previous decade, and shagging around. So, yeah, in your statement that this is a failed state is pretty obvious. Uh, it's only not obvious to the British because they don't want to believe it. Wow, can relate. Oh, nine. Vansel gets this. I see your point. I see I see the certain inutability of things, yes. But I guess I would prefer something that uh, is not at the expenses of the British people and the people that they forced in a union that this is happening. But I'm afraid that there is not much that we can do about that. Those things have an inertia on their own and I... And our powers as diplomats is pretty limited at that. We are better at modeling imperfectly the situations than at impacting them. So I believe you are right that there is a reckoning that is about to happen. And Panrulan jumps on that. Well, it's not exactly like that, is it? There's a lot of talk to be happening about devolution and independence that is not even on the table because the whole plans to giving autonomy to the domains and while keeping them in chains economically and this whole system of the Commonwealth, let's be honest, this will not survive. And this has been dictated on the terms of the Imperial Court. This has been dictated on the terms and agenda of the British. And that cannot keep going on. I mean, take Hong Kong, for example, and you can hear the visible grounds of, of Stalin Kissinger 
it is still not even a point in the table. It's still not something that is even willing to be part of negotiations of what should. And we have this replicated across five continents because that's where the British are. What is going to be the to Grenada, for example? And uh, let's not even get into Ireland. I'm going to strike now to create a boost. I know, um, and a hush falls over the crowd because I think this is literally the first time in the campaign John Doe has created a boost. But I want to set Highwaymen up for a big success here. Penn is correct, and Councilwoman Lagerfeld. I think that while we should be focused on restorative justice here, I don't think that we should... I think that part of that is, of course, the restorative. We should make sure that we consider the future because while the Milk Snatcher's crimes are terrible and she should be punished for them in my humble opinion and she should be punished in a way that is just and fair and that we and that all of the countries she has affected have a say in i know i'd prefer not to be having this meeting again in a couple of years somewhere else in a new vista and i think we can all kind of agree on that so while we resolve one we should start to move forward to resolve the other i am going to try and create this boost that i'm going to affectionately call do we really want to be doing this again Using my intuition, my conviction, and my status die. How's a 10? What is a 10 in boosts? It's still a plus three. Hey, I'll take it. My first boost and I got a home run. All right, Sam. I don't know what you're going to do, but uh, have a little plus three. I mean, going into the fact that I probably have done a lot of planning for this, like I mentioned earlier could it be possible that johnny has set up like an outline of just like here are specific like i have like a like a a framework for some you know programs that would like emphasize the restorative aspect of things like just like these are ways we could you know rebuild the like the uh impacted areas these are things that could kind of give these like i mean basically just like leaning into kind of the the socialist roots here just like here are some concrete social programs here are how they could be paid for. Here's how like this would all like shake out. Uh, it would, it would make everyone look a little better if we did this, because that way, you know, we are working together as an international community here. Could I kind of set up something like that? Well, you can and immediately get the hated from the government because you're telling them how to do their job. I, I definitely don't want to frame it as like, this is what you should do. I want to frame it as just like, it's just like, if you like, if you agree with what John Doe has said, like, I have some ideas as to how this might work for you that I would be happy to, I would be happy to volunteer to you. Yeah, yeah. That's what you intend to do. If that comes out that way, that depends on the role. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. That's a nine. Nine's pretty good. Yeah, that's a success. So, yeah, the, the point quite makes. It seems to be very well received. It seems that it's pretty obvious that uh, you have thinking this for a while. And uh, it's a thing that scholars on the, across the third world have been discussing over the years. And you can see especially Pan and uh, the Margaret and Vensel nodding along as this is all stuff that they are familiar with and everything checks. And uh, the others, they seem pretty, well, quelled to say anything except Hojek. So the bear rises and, well, this is getting a bit out of line, right? And uh, he shows all the teeth, which is, you know, how you show that you are friendly. 
We are all part of the same community, the European community. I'm pretty sure that is the best plan for restorative justice and that above all, we should be sure that whoever wants to leave the Union and the Commonwealth are going to be supported and welcomed with open arms by the neighbors. After all, that's the only fair thing economically, geographically, historical. I think nobody has a problem with a much closer relationship. Brad, I'm going to kind of assume here that we have probably talked about kind of the broader plan here. What would be kind of the framing where I can sort of alley-oop you up to? So let's briefly discuss so that, you know, you can know where this is going. My response is going to be very simple. I'm going to force Wojciech to either commit to offending the Americans or back down by pointing out the really simple fact that like, oh, Wojciech, of course, I do agree that the European community should be able to help. After all, with so many strategic locations near the USSR, I understand why you would want them. And basically put him in a position where he either has to threaten America's current projection of soft power by being like, yes, of course, we want to remain committed to this plan or back down. I'm going to try, I'm going to jujitsu his strength into the Americas. Okay, well, then I think at this point I would be sort of like Johnny, like as kind of an extension of what he was just doing. He would be kind of doing sort of a pulse check on uh, like everybody other, like every other delegates just like, so we we're all, we're all kind of starting to think the same thing. Everybody's sort of on the same page, kind of like just doing that pretty much everybody except Wojciech until like leaving him until sort of the end. Because even at this point, like Kissinger seems like he's, I mean, I've kind of gotten him in a position where he thinks like that what we're doing is quote unquote his idea and therefore a good idea. The Europeans all agree in like restorative justice. So I'm kind of trying to create this platform for John to just sort of jump off of and be like, hey, Wojcik, what's up? So I'm going to do a boost now. Go for it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was a one. It's still a plus one. Yeah, it's a plus one. You can have that boost. And so, yeah, that's as soon as he does that, I'm going to just woke check. Um, of course, I know you want the European communities to help rebuild over this plan we're proposing. I mean, considering the important location of all of these things and their proximity to your unfriendly neighbor, well, your your neutral neighbor to the east and all of the possible worry from that region, you're going to want as many strategic locations as possible. Now I'm going to roll overcome. I would actually like to make an argument for principle of the team. I'm again coming at this from Irish Foundation work because I'm on a super team. Yeah, makes sense. What's a five? I'm going to say that if you take this as a success, that this cannot be used to dismiss the proposal, that if you corner the European communities on a point in which they have to go with this, it is going to be seen as a geopolitical challenge to them. And they're going to be reacting to everything that happens in the future on basis on that. Shit. And if I take the fail... Then you have to concede this point to them and admit that they have to be involved in this process more. And they're going to be the main geopolitical entity over this. No, I would. Ra- I will deal with them. Once again, the system has to answer to the system as a whole. It might make future jobs a little harder. I'm not going to lead people to the wolves. No one back home would want John Doe to come back and say, well, I got the milk snatcher put away, but also I turned over a bunch of people to these monsters. 
you will understand what you are saying. That if these expectations are not going to be met, there is going to be a lot of nonsense that is going to be said. Because if we accept your logic, some light girl, then we apply the same logic to, let's say, the rehabilitation and integration of the German states as not an inherently European project. That makes no sense to challenge. And you can see by the reactions of everyone in the table that uh, they're pretty much like, uh, is it really that unchallengeable? Uh, maybe, maybe you can challenge that. Maybe, maybe the German state does not need to be this European backwater for dumping their products and cheap labor and kept in uh, technological stagnation and divided into whatever qualms they are going on. Maybe not. Maybe we should not just hand over that to Poland and France as their little fiefdom. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, the germ of the maybe these things can be discussed without these assumptions has been planted. And uh, Marius is the one that uh, actually voices that somewhat. <laughs> My dear Hojek, you forget that Yugoslavia is right there. They are a close and powerful representative of the third world right there. It's not like they are not geo geologically and historically tied together. The Habsburgs pretty much made sure of that. You like it or not, the thing with making your national projects globe-spawning empires is that everyone is tied on with this together. Like you, for some accident of geography, you have more to say on these affairs. I, uh, I do believe Margaret has a point, but I don't think... Well, Jeff, that discussing the future of Germany is relevant right now. But I do believe we can come to a conclusion about the milk snatcher, England and her domains. Indeed, and that's what we are here together. And from what I take, there are no oppositions. And yeah, and pretty much there's nothing around the table. And everyone starts signing documents. And uh, as soon as everyone's signature is on the proposal, the Prime Minister says, well, gentlemen, I would like to say that it's been a pleasure, but I think I shared the feeling with all of you that I would rather not see any of you at any moment soon. This has been a shame to the British people, and it's going to be even more shameful, but at least it's going to be resolved. So I'm taking this with tight upper lip, as it should be, and even if it brings me no joy. And you kind of see these amused expressions from the women at the table as somehow the British end up being the victims in this. John Doe's nervousness is still there, but he's just got that very big, classic John Doe smile. Just a oh, prime minister, of course. I know it's been very, very hard for you, but we've reached peace. And I think that is the important part. Don't you agree, Kissinger? Oh, yes. Yes. This is a victory of diplomacy. Also, in response to Johnny doing the jerk off motion under the table, John Doe gently like he doesn't kick him. He nudges him with his foot. I was just going to leave that for us. But yeah, Johnny just like reluctantly just like sticks his hands in his pockets. Even like even though he's like sitting down, he just sticks his hands in his pockets. And he's like, yeah, whatever. But unless there's anything else this delegation wishes to discuss, I think I'm going to go out and get a very strong cup of coffee. 
yeah, things are dismissed as the basically this is over and your reason to be on the UK is technically over. So yeah, what is the plan now? Are you going to your hotel and pack your bags and get on the first flight home or what? Well, and once again, it's time for us to bring back the joke for the last episode. Let's huddle up. Yeah, if we're going to huddle up, can we do it like not in this building? I'm absolutely choking under the weight of all of the suits in here. Yes, I agree. I think as soon as they're out of the uh, line of sight of the building, Joachim just rips off the suit they were wearing and they're now in this very garish, different outfit from the theater, but still very garish outfit. Very 70s. I love the idea that Joachim got just like some cool clothes for a night at the theater. I'm just like, you know what? I've got a taste for it now and just wears like the most 70s ass clothing possible. I love I love that concept. I don't know if that's exactly what's happening here. If I've misunderstood, please correct me. I love it. It it is. It really is like they're trying to fit in and they're getting their all. all, But like I fucking love (laughs) they're just like just like hell yeah. They're getting all their uh, all their advice from those extreme fashion magazines. Fucking jumpsuits, you bet, baby. Paisley shirts, absolutely. Speed suits, here we are. Thing I meant to ask, Ludo, is with us having effectively pulled the European communities out of the restoration project, does this lead to the one thing that I mentioned out of off screen that I wanted, which is the idea germinating of an Ireland and Nordic States alliance. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that if this is going to happen, they're going to be starting looking elsewhere. And uh, yeah, they might be looking there. They might be going directly to NATO. They might uh, try to join the Comintern. If something gets really weird, they might work closer with other third world powers. Yeah. Perfect. As long as John Doe doesn't have to carry around the memory that like, oh, yeah, I screwed over Ireland so far. But then let's huddle up at like a coffee shop or something because John Doe is here. So I get the strongest cup of coffee he can. I think Johnny, like if we get there, Johnny's going to try and be fairly like discreet about it. But if possible, he's going to go up to whoever's like tending at the coffee shop and just like, hey, do you have anything uh, maybe a little bit stronger back there that I could discreetly just uh, pay you a, a decent little sum to, to get a little pull off of. He's asking for liquor because he assumes that probably there is a bottle of liquor back there somewhere. It might have something like some liqueur at least. Yeah, definitely. He just slams a quick shot of that and just puts some money down and says, thank you very kindly. Now I'll take a I'll take a red eye. If you're on the West Coast, that's known as a shot in the dark. Actually, is wait, is it a red eye that I'm thinking of or is it a black eye? Uh, Red Eye is a shot of espresso in a uh, black coffee. Okay, then yes, it is a Red Eye. Like I said, it's also like, uh, that's an East Coast thing. On the West Coast, we call them shots in the dark. That feels like a very West Coast name for that. This That feels feels very on brand. Which, funny enough, because when John Doe first came to himself, what'd what'd you get, Howie, man? I just, I got a Red Eye. It's a, it's a shot of espresso in black coffee. Oh, uh, I... Yeah, I'll have the same thing. We called it differently in this in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, g- g- I'll take one of those. But whatever the strongest, darkest roast you have is, please. Thank you. Do you want me to do a dumb food nerd thing? Yes. Sam, I insist that you do a dumb food nerd thing. Uh, so uh, if, strictly speaking, if, you, if you're looking for the strongest thing they have, you actually want a light roast. Light roasts tend to roast less of the caffeine out. 
So it's actually a light roast with a with a shot of espresso, and it would be the strongest. Perfect. I'll take that. Thank you. How dare you withhold cool food nerd stuff? I worked in a coffee shop for one year. It was fine. Yokim, you want a coffee? No, I'm good. That always keeps me up all night. That's why I'm getting one. All right. So I guess we'll have to call back to headquarters. Let them know we got this done. Thank God. Yeah, I think Johnny's uh, probably got like a little notebook open and he's been writing up like a just sort of rough transcript because I imagine the telex calls have to be fairly when, when they're this dense with information, they have to be kind of scripted. So he's just writing out like a full I mean, not like a not like a straight up transcript. He's probably using like a shorthand, just like every piece of information that needs to be conveyed in the order it needs to be conveyed so that we can call that in pretty quickly and effectively so that system four feels like they need to react or add something they can get back at us fairly quickly fully informed as everyone else is shedding their various gear john doe takes off his suit jacket his tie is wearing a tank top underneath it's just that khakis and just all right so i guess you guys wanted to look into some weird stuff at the tower it was a concern I think Yokim's a little better clued into it than I am, but I did hear something about maybe some sort of angry god being released or something. Yeah, and I'd really like to look into that now because we're not, I don't want to come back to London. I, you know, also, I do not, I also do not want to come back to London at this point. <laughs> I'll never, I will try never to come back here and I'll never go back to Missouri. What's in, wait, what's in Missouri? Yes. I don't want to discuss it. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Let's let's finish our coffee. And then, Joachim, you take the lead to the Tower of London. Whatever's there, we'll deal with. I have no idea. Oh, you want me to take the lead on the investigation? Because I yes. have no idea where the Tower of London actually is. We'll, we'll take a cab or a something. In addition, as an important note, uh, Highwayman, can you arrange a vacation somewhere? I don't care where. I, I was going to say, like, Japan. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've never been to Japan. I've always heard such... I mean, barehanded fight is kind of my deal. Maybe I'll go there. John, can I be entirely honest with you? Please. I insist. I think... I mean, which, Japan is very cool. We should definitely give it a shot. I mean, I, I hear that it's very cool. I've never been to Japan, but I've heard very good things. I absolutely think we should go check that out. I think we should probably... If you want a good vacation spot, we should go to Thailand first. All right, the food is incredible. The people are absolutely just some of the friendliest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, it is an utterly gorgeous place. I think it's a great spot for us to just go and not be anybody for a little bit. You know, that does sound nice. I, as long as I don't have to see. What's the weather like? Let me ask that. Let's go there. What's the weather like? Nice, warm, hot, even maybe pretty humid. Perfect. Perfect. I want to be clear both to Ludo and to, and to the listening audience. I am not trying to set up a future arc in Thailand. I genuinely just want our little gang to get a, just to get a, uh, just a brief vacation if they can. <laughs> I immediately shoved to the side the notes about the, <laughs> about the Farmers Federation of Thailand that I was writing as this is going on. Everything is great in Thailand right now. <laughs> Everything is great, and it's just a place where they can just just chill out and enjoy some delicious food and 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 hang out. Next episode is going to open at the end of an adventure in Thailand that we will just never fully discuss. I don't hate that. That would make me hear. It's just is at least we got some vacation time in, and then there was a little bit of a thing. 
but we never see that. It never makes it to screen. I think with a vacation established, boys, and John Doe's going to slug down the rest of his coffee. Let's finish up in London so we can go home. Yes, please. Yes. So it's getting pretty late because of all the negotiations. So you went to do it today or you went to wait until tomorrow? Oh, a night fight would be cooler. Yeah. More dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's more dangerous at night. Let's go. Like, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Here's here's the thing. I imagine and this is just kind of how I'm seeing it in my head. It's just like. We're just like, well, we should at least go maybe give it a look like we don't need. We're not planning on necessarily doing anything, but we should scope it out right now. And then, of course, that's not actually how it's going to go. It's just going to be like, it's just, oh, nope, it's popping off. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're just going to check out Dracula's castle around sunset. Yeah. It's just, it's just want to give it a look. Vampires aren't active during the nighttime, aren't they? They're busy <laughs> no, hunting. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. They're they're got stuff to do. I do want to say, uh, just for the sake of the incoming whatever happens, Johnny did bring the bike to, like, he rode the bike to the to the thing and also, like, brought it to the coffee shop or whatever. So, like, he's got that, which means his, his full loadout is attached there. It's not going to be, like, the last time where he didn't have his gun. I'm just establishing that now. John, I don't know why you're always so worried about bringing that gun everywhere, Johnny. Because, you know, wherever I go, there's always two guns. John Doe flexing as they're walking out of the coffee shop. Yeah, those don't really have the sort of same ballistic properties that I kind of sort of lean into for my particular skill set. But hey, you know what? I, re- I There's certainly a feeling of security that I get having you around for that exact reason. I will say that. That's different. I don't know. I've seen him. I've seen him punch through plenty of walls like a, like you do shoot through them. That's, you know, that's entirely fair. I will say this. Probably not from 300 meters. Uh, good point. Yeah. That's that's what I bring to the table. That's just uh, you know is range and and precision. Oh well, you're no, you're pretty precise. It's extreme precision. How about that? I agree. Despite the late time of the day, you make your way towards Tower Hamlet that you have to cross so that you can get to the Tower of London. And as you try to approach the neighborhood, you see that the main roads they are closed in. By a bunch of cops and troops, actually. I think we established in the last recording that I had grabbed my bike. Yeah. Johnny's probably on the motorcycle as it approaches. I don't know if one of the other two are in, like, the sidecar. So I don't know how we all got there. Did we all get there separately or at the same time? I mean, I mean, you were together when you, when you decided to come, so. I think we were all on the bike because I just want to see that image. Yeah, we're all we're in the the tripods. Yeah, the two sidecar configuration. So there's a John Doe on one side, and there's a Vezertier on the other side, and Johnny in the middle, <laughs> which immediately sounds worse than I meant it to. Oh no! Uh, yeah, they all kind of pull up in the bike, and Johnny slows down to see this kind of blockage, and he's like, "Now what in the Sam hell is going on here?" You can see one of the officers signal to you. You should go around. There's a strike going on. And we are kettling them in. Hearing that, I think Johnny would immediately be trying to figure out how he can break the kettling without making it obvious that it's him. Hide and snipe him off from the roof? Well, or use your transmutation to just change some buildings to open a path. Yeah, I was about to say, if there's any, like, unmanned barriers, just uh, 
discreetly turn them into foam. Okay, so yeah, Ludo, can I sell you on using an overcome to deal with that? Yeah. Going with the uh, the principle of the everyman, considering. Yeah, very appropriate. Yeah, I would say so. So yeah, and I'm going to use transmutation for that. Basically, that's exactly what I want to do. Any barriers that have been set up, we just like try to tell, I think probably John, just what with the banter thing. He's just like, hey, try to keep them uh, occupied for a minute. I'm going to try to get these folks out of here uh, or at least give them some some options as far as a little bit of street control. Um, and I'm going to kind of like, I guess, try to like, you know, fade back into the crowd and then go around and, and try to get to each of these barriers sort of subtly. Hold on. I'll make you a boost. I'm going to walk up to these uh, security guy to these cops and just start cattling. You Brits love kettles. I don't get it. I mean, what's the big what's the big attraction? What's the deal with the airplane kettles? <laughs> I'm gonna roll to create a boost. I'm going. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at my own joke. I'm gonna roll intuition, banter, and a d6. Don't you dare apologize for laughing at that excellent joke. It's a quality joke. Honk. Honk indeed. Uh, so I'm gonna create a plus one bonus called What's the Deal with Kettles? John Doe ignores that he knows exactly what this tactic is and just like whatever someone tries to wait, but like, why do you call it a kettle? <laughs> it's, just, it's just John just being like, oh, what's all this then? <laughs> you may wonder why this, why these cops are humoring John Doe. It's because he's a well-known dangerous stranger. <laughs> That's fair. This, that is That is known. I got a nine. Hell yeah. That was the best I could have possibly done. Yeah, that worked great. So you managed to undermine their efforts and uh, they think that they have this place enclosed and they are forcing the protesters in one direction, but you turn the tables on them. Yeah, I transmute all of the barriers just into water. They just like splash to the ground. So like all of a sudden just do not have any control of this street area. And just sort of after that, Johnny just very kind of quietly like reasserts his place with his friends, like basically trying to act like nothing happened. Oh, so that's where kettling comes. All right, we got to go. Wait, do they call it kettling because there's water involved? I don't get it. I don't know. I, I look, uh, how many you know, sometimes I don't get things so good. And I don't think I'll ever get this. I want to be honest. I think that I don't know. I don't think that's just you in the situation. Like, honestly, I'm I don't really get. OK, whatever. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's not really that important. And uh, soon they lose control of the situation and you can see people moving in and out. And you're not even the first vehicles to cross through. There's already a few cars that are making their way across the lines as they try to recuperate and they retreat a bit. And you are able to get to Tower Hamlet. And as you cross towards the, the Tower of London, you see how massive the manifestation is. It's And you can recognize a lot of banners. You can recognize a lot of symbols from uh, the Scottish Liberation Party. You can see a lot of Lucky's regalia. You even see a few banners from the Red Edge. But most of that is not even tied. Most of the people, they just seem to be people that for some reason or another are here. Well, they are taking back their city. As you're making your way, Slowly, with your motorcycle across, you recognize a face in the crowd. 
Iron Man, you see one of the veterans of the Moon War. That seems to be, well, he seems to be rebel rousing a few people around. Well, I don't know about what. Just recognize them. Who are they? So, I mean, this is this is somebody who is a who is technically a super soldier. Like they got the the treatment just like you know all of the other people did, but they really didn't specialize so much in the outright fighting, even though they were capable of it. Like they got the same training as everybody else. So that like you know just as far as like hand to hand combat and like being you know very fast, very strong. Like they have all of that too. But I think their thing was primarily as their job was basically to go into this is a wild thing to say out loud POW camps on the moon and basically just like release prisoners and then the other kind of function they did as was basically combat medic go into pow camps they would heal people up very quickly and just be like all right we're getting out of here and just kind of try to extract as many people as possible usually without an altercation if they could try to avoid it i think there were probably a few scraps but overall that was usually kind of their thing i'm actually going to say can i chime in with their name please good so i play a lot of stealth games and there's a term called ghosting in stealth games, which means you're in, you're out, you don't kill anybody, you accomplish your objectives without any alerting anybody. And that sounds like what their name would be, Ghost. And can I chime in with a power suggestion? Yes, please. You'd think someone who's like a really good combat medic would be, you know, the stereotypical empathic healing. But uh, you can kind of mimic that with super science. What if their power, not minor, but a power that has a weird level of combat usability, locks just don't work around them, which is why they were tasked with sneaking in to get POWs because like, oh, this door just opens for me. I like that. Um, I think that that's that's probably accurate. I yeah, I would say that's probably kind of their overt ability. I do think that they probably have a natural proclivity with I mean, as you as you kind of mentioned, super science as far as just like an ability to like they just have a a very very good kind of innate understanding of the body's mechanics and how everything works within it so their ability to apply you know super scientific or like medical treatments is that they are extremely capable in that area so yeah this is ghost i'm gonna say she her pronouns for ghost and uh yeah she's been honestly i think she's probably a british national who just happened to be kind of a part of the American effort on the moon. But it was, yeah, it was always kind of a fond relationship between Johnny and her. It didn't really, like, they weren't super close, but, like, they always got along pretty well. And she also sort of, I mean, you know, true to her name, disappeared after the actual conflict was over and has really, as far as he knows, tried not to kind of be as much in the public consciousness. And Alice, as expected, as soon as you recognize her, you, one moment to another, she's not longer there. She's clearly ghosting you. But uh, what do you think that she might be doing here? And why Why you think that she's hiding from you? So I think there might be kind of a way where Johnny would get sort of a beat on that, just because it would be very much the sort of thing where he kind of sees her, looks away and then double takes and she's not there. But this was kind of a, I think a running joke between them on the moon where like sometimes she would just kind of like try to dip out of sight or just sort of be unseen in that kind of slippery kind of way. But because Johnny's power is precognition, if he kind of focuses down on thinking about her and like, if he basically just like tells himself, no, that wasn't like my brain trying or playing tricks on me that I did actually see her. He can kind of like almost figure out 
because it is so immediate and because of the way we kind of talked about his precognition, he can figure out basically like her next moves that she's going to make in a very like sort of real physical sense. So there was always just kind of this little game they would play where he would try to do like something very small, change something about the environment or whatever that would kind of trip her up. And then he'd just be like, "Ah, I gotcha. So I think in this moment for a second, he is surprised, but then his brain kind of just, based on having done this so many times, just kind of defaults into that game mode. And he's just, I think even without thinking about it, there's just like a piece of trash or debris on the road or something. And he kind of kicks it into a spot where she might trip on it a little bit. And that way she is kind of suddenly a little bit more obvious. And he can just be like, hey, as for why she's here, I think there's probably a lot of similar ideas between the two of them as far as like how people should be treated and how they should you know, be allowed to exist in relation to the powers of the world. So I think if he's thinking about it, she is probably here trying to kind of manage the broader situation between the protesters and the powers that be in the sense that like, she's just trying to make sure that they have the ability to do what they need to do. She's just trying to kind of, she's not trying to lead them or, you know, be in the front of this entire situation. She's just trying to basically do almost like what what Johnny just did, where, you know, like Johnny went around and transmuted all of those barriers to make sure that they had access. She kind of does the same thing. She just makes sure that, you know, certain things can't get locked or kept away from them. Like, you know, they, if they get arrested, maybe they suddenly just stay like, you know, the cops go back and look and all of a sudden there's just nobody in that van or whatever. But she is also probably if, you know, if Johnny had to guess filling the role of being a medic, because there is always a need for more medics out in situations like this. So this is basically a great use of her skill set. So I think Johnny kind of assumes she's probably on the side of the the strikers here. Yeah. And uh, you are able to see more or less where she's going to show up next. And it's not going to be any trouble for you to track her. But and she seems to be actually getting closer to the tower. So. It's not even getting out of the way. So what do the trio does? I think the first thing Johnny does is just kind of like say, hey, y'all, there's a I don't want to alarm anybody. We got an enhanced out here. Somebody I fought in the war with. She's actually a fairly decent person, unlike many of them here. Give me just a second. And he kind of kicks that little piece of say it's, I don't know, like a tin can or something. He just kind of kicks it into a certain spot and then goes over and sits down near probably like a field medic tent or something like that. And he reaches into his duster and pulls out a thermos and he just pours a couple of cups of coffee and he looks back at Bezerkir and, and John and it's just like, y'all want some coffee? And just take a, take a quick beat, just sort of check the situation out. Oh, uh, sure. I'd love a cup. No, no, thank you. All right. Uh, what I would like is definitely to try and uh, f- take a feel. Or, or we're at the Tower Hamlet now. Yeah. So would I be in range to sense anything like disturbance wise on the kind of magical field or whatever we're calling it? Uh, You're still in the middle of the protest. So there's a bit too much energies. Too much going on. Yeah, especially too much chaotic energies, which should be the kind of thing that you would be looking for the Morrigan. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to get clear from them before you are able to. Not get this interference. As you pull out the thermal, basically, Ghost is there next to you. Well, I thought he had disappeared in South America. 
I thought you had disappeared in Britain. I mean, well, I guess you did. How you doing, Alice? I'm fine. Again, yeah, I'm trying to make do here. I guess things change to the point in which I no longer can stay in the background. But honestly, I thought, yeah, I thought you had disappeared. I did not expect you to be doing wet work here. Are you working for now? The British? The Europeans? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I made you a cup of coffee. It's the way you like it. Oh, thanks. And he uh, hands, her, hands her the cup. And he says, honestly, fair is fair. I have a strong feeling that given sort of your uh, skill set, I'm certain you're, you'll find your way back into the background when you need to. And just for clarity's sake, for the most part, I did not come here to do wet work. I've been trying to avoid that while I was here. I'm with the uh, the Chileans in System 4. Are you familiar? And she does not say anything, but she has this expression in her face like, of course you do. And so she's like, yeah, sure, of course. And she has this smirk in the corner of her lips. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fairly predictable, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a good job. Again, you could have disappeared anywhere there. And you have to get involved straight into the fire, out of the pan of the moon. Like, we're not moon pancakes enough. I think Johnny's smiling because he is actually like, he's fairly pleased to have run into her. But it's kind of a sad smile. And he's like, well, you know me, I'm uh, chronically incapable of helping myself, unfortunately. So you're not wrong. I could have really kind of gone anywhere, but I picked a fight, I guess. <laughs> you don't smoke anymore, do you? And now I'm trying to reduce it. That's honestly probably for the better. Yeah, but, you know, today is... Today I've been smoking a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I bet. Well... Yeah, cops made sure of it. Oh, I, I am so certain. I have some of the good stuff here if you'd like it, but I'll leave that to your discretion. And Johnny pulls out a cigar and just, like, clips the end uh, and, and puffs on it for a minute. And he goes, so what about you? So uh, you're... I, I think it's fair to say you also could have very literally, even better than I could have, just disappeared to basically just about anywhere. And you are, if I'm not mistaken, also, you you seem to have also kind of picked a fight. Yeah, I, I basically, I stayed down a few years. I did some uh, occasional heist jobs to get some money. I got small job helping on uh, clinics up north until... You know, very recently when they attacked Liverpool to put down the lucky strike. And uh, after they left the city in the way that they did, i been on the run and uh, been trying to help people regroup after that. And met a few more of the luckies on that and uh, they kind of convinced me. They, they have the imagination to think some different ways to do things that honestly I never heard before. I never got the opportunity to think about those possibilities being so long, well, doing what we've been doing. And yeah, it made me step out of the shadows to give the help that I can. And uh, yeah, they kind of won me over. Some of the things that they promise are things that they want to do. I think Johnny just kind of is listening to all of that. And that's kind of sad smile he had on has gotten a, a little more genuinely cheery as he's listening to her kind of explain 
what's going on. And he like sort of very gently claps her on the shoulder and he's like, God, it's really fucking good to see you, honestly. Like this is, I mean, you know, you are fighting the good fight as, as I think more so can be said of most folks. Well, but that is kind of the problem. I was expecting not to having fighting, to have to fight anymore. And I'll be honest, you know, I am probably fighting for selfish reasons. You know, if maybe if the Snatcher tracked down on the next town over instead of me happening to be living in Liverpool at the time, if I did not always wanted to go into space doing for something else other than fighting and find that the desire of the Lucas plan to resurrect the British space program and uh, to move industries off world. I mean, if I was not fascinating by the possibility of going back for something else, something worth doing, yeah, I'll probably not be doing that. Or, uh, or even if I all that happened, but this and she puts around this did not happen, I might never have the impetus to step out of the shadows. Uh, I don't I don't want to paint what I'm doing as finding the good fight. Just the circumstances and uh, me making the best out of it. I get the feeling that I could not make any other choice. Being who I am, this is. It's very hard when you know the right thing to do to pick the wrong thing. Except when you are being forced. Yeah, I get that. Still, though, you know, I mean, at least in my experience, they're fighting the right fight and fighting it well, even if you sort of have your own designs. You know, it ain't the worst thing. Might be getting you a little closer, I would say, to uh, if it's getting other folks a little closer to a, a, a better goal or maybe even a little bit of a better world. Ain't much to criticize there. Speaking of fighting fights, how much of a comprehensive sort of situational awareness have you got going on? Do you know what's up with the uh, what's up in the tower? How everything's going? Can you tell me anything about it? Hmm. I know the tower is half limits. I know that there are there's actually someone that is with the luckies that uh, went into the tower. They said to keep our people out of there. And uh, honestly, it's a good thing that uh, the cops had to back away because we were afraid that we're going to have to retreat to the tower. But yeah, it's basically been off limit to our people. Then we have uh, a pair of luckies there trying to figure out what is going on. Them luckies, are they... Have you, I mean, have you heard from them recently? Are they doing all right? Do they have any sort of kind of eyes on the situation there? That's kind of what we're we're here to look into. Uh, I have not heard from them ever since the morning uh, when we were installing a few medical points and uh, we were going to get some people there, but they told us to, to stay away. It was not a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably for the best. Yeah, that's what we've heard. I don't really have a, a great working understanding of sort of the supernatural forces going on there. But as far as I get, there is uh, something relatively big going on over there. Vis-a-vis something about a maybe a god of some kind. I'm a little clear on the particulars, but yeah, I don't know if, if you've completely lost contact with your boys. We're going to try to, I mean, I'll certainly try to get them out and back to you. But uh, if there's anybody who's got any contact with them, maybe pull them out for now. Yeah, I'll pass the the world around i'd appreciate it i don't really want anybody uh getting hurt any more than's necessary oh i'm i'm so sorry i've been terribly rude my apologies these are friends of mine the team that i'm working with they're both in system four too well mostly this is uh this is yokim hello and my friend john doe here 
Oh, I know, John. Hi. Wait, we know each other? God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. That's going to be the new, like, the rest of the season joke. It's just, like, John Doe getting introduced to people and everybody being like, yeah, I know. Wait. Yeah, you were on the news yesterday, right? Yeah. I try. I, I'm on the news a lot. Sometimes for good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. Yeah, so I know what you've been doing. I don't know what the two of you have been doing here. Because, again, you told me that you're not doing wet work. But what are you doing? Apparently chasing after ghosts. Right as she says that, Johnny turns to the other two and he's like, uh, y'all, this is Alice McDonough, ghost to her co-workers, companion of mine back on the uh, back on the moon. Just relatively good people, so you're probably all right to talk fairly freely if you'd like. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're here because I really usually need backup on the situations I find myself in. That is, I mean, that is fair. John does tend to sort of get himself into some trouble. I Trouble finds me. Yeah, that's that's a fair way of stating that, I think. I always had a knack for it. Yeah. Yeah, don't suppose, Alice, you've uh, had any run-ins with Monocle around here, have you? Oh, people from MI6? Yeah, they keep trying to infiltrate us. Yeah, we uh we had a little bit of spirited discussion, a spirited a spirited disagreement, maybe, over there at the old Vic the other night. Um, that's kind of what we're here for, for the most part. We're just trying to keep sort of the uh, the situation with the Snatcher kind of on an even keel. And, you know, John's a pretty good friend. We don't like to leave him alone when it comes to the more, let's say, dramatic bits of this whole situation. So, yeah, we're just kind of here to help out on that. So, wet work, kind of, but not really. Yeah, hopefully nobody gets killed when I'm around. But I prefer it that way. Eh. Yeah, I think Johnny just kind of just bearing in mind that he is a guy with like a very big gun on just on his person. I think he just kind of pointedly is just like, yep. Oh, I don't envy you. Well, I wish I could tell you anything new, but probably be here as long as they don't kick us out or arrest us. And honestly, I don't know what we'll take for us to get what we want. But we know that we cannot go home. Because that will definitely not get us there. Hopefully we avoid the worst, but they don't seem willing to cooperate. I don't think we're going to get our Lucas plan. If, because the government allows us, expect some force. Well, uh, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but you're familiar with sort of my skill set. I mean, obviously we sort of have a an immediate focus, but if there are any ways you could think of that I might be of some slightly less immediate assistance, unless, of course, I'm, you know, you need me to. I'm happy to help out if I can. You know, just because I work for System 4 doesn't mean they are tugging my chain at every turn, so I, I kind of still have the agency to help out if, if you need it. I appreciate the offer, but this is not something that one person can do. Yeah, that tracks. Well, we're going to kind of, uh, I think, head onto the tower sort of uh, see what we do or do not need to get involved in there. Tell you what, and I think Johnny just kind of real quick, there's just like the Rolodex in his head. He kind of scrolls through and and picks like a spot, maybe like sort of a fairly low key, probably kind of unobserved kind of coffee house somewhere not too far away. And he kind of scribbles that down and just like he's like, if you uh, if you want to meet and have a chat here, uh, maybe in a day or two, uh, let's say. Let's say two days. Sometime around, I don't know, 2 p.m. Maybe we can just sit, catch up. Well, as long as I'm not arrested or laying down. Yeah, I can maybe introduce you for a few Lukis. They 
They are kind of lukewarm on your Chilean thing. I get the feeling that maybe there's enough things in common that you can talk about. Hey, that's a that's a solid start. And, you know, easiest way to get to or get someone from lukewarm to uh, congenial, I would say, is probably just to have a conversation. So I'd love to meet him. And, you know, as far as being arrested is concerned, I have yet to meet another person who is very good at keeping you in one place for very long if you don't feel like being there. So well, I'm not worried about you. You're going to handle it. Yeah, but you know also very well that uh, sometimes you want to be where the prisoners are. That's where you can be of most help. Yeah, I have a, I've definitely, well, I've got a friend who, uh, I've got a friend who definitely taught me a little more about that. He kind of grins. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and make tracks here. Genuinely, real fucking good to see you, Alice. Just, uh, you know, keep an eye out if I hear anything or is there an easy way to contact you? No, by design. Tell you what, um, I think, huh, I kind of want to see if I can make a roll for this. Like, maybe I can just do it. Maybe not. I don't know. I think Johnny basically makes him what he's probably doing is looking forward into a thing that he is planning on doing now where he's going to essentially go set up. I think what would be the equivalent of like a P.O. box, which might just be a P.O. box. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how the British postal system works, but he basically decides to set up something like that. That's, you know, that's a fair point. Audience Ludo in the chat said barely when I said that. And I I, I enjoyed that joke. Um, I have no idea whether that's true or not. I genuinely just not a, not a clue about about most British things. He basically just wants to, like, look forward into the future after he is now that he has decided to set something like this up, that kind of timeline exists. And he wants to essentially follow it to just like know what the P.O. box number would be, where he's going to leave the key. So basically that he can like send her stuff like letters and things like, you know, if he if he needs to get in touch with her and he just kind of like scribbles all that information out. And he's like, I'll have this set up in uh, in a few days. Um, you know, I'll pass you along any information if I get it, anything that might be useful to you. You know, just uh, as much as possible, obviously, situation considering. Don't be a stranger. And uh, hopefully I'll see you for coffee in two days. Let's try. All right. Here's to that. He uh, kind of clinks his little like thermos cup of coffee with hers and drains it. Uh, tapes the, he like takes the cups back and kind of like, you know, packs it all up and sticks it back in his duster so he can put it back in like the motorcycles, little bag, whatever they get back over there. And he's like, all right, well, yeah, like I said, making tracks. Good to see you and uh, talk to you soon. And he kind of looks at the other two and just sort of nods towards the bike and starts walking. Follow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be there. Yeah. Johnny, I have a minute. Did you, did you give her like the local DOS's number too? Uh, isn't it pronounced DOS? Like two? You, did you not even, did you read the notes I wrote for you? I, listen, I'm, I. You were tired, I get it. A lot of stuff's going on. You were filling out a lesson plan or something, uh, hold on. Um, it's like, yeah, I, it's not even, was I doing lesson planning? I, I think I might've actually been, yeah, that, I think I was, yeah. All right, so yeah, this is not information that I'm so familiar. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to ignore it. I just, I just like, I just kind of, I must have got lost in the shuffle on that one. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. What's John Doe pulls out his official system for identifier. Uh, what is the code word for England? It's we weren't supposed to write it down. I never remember anything about to write it down. If it isn't Knickerbocker, I will quit this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Knickerbocker. Okay. And like what in the fuck is a knickerbocker? Sounds gross. I don't know. Uh out of this real 
sci-fi looking identifying badge. Not badge, excuse me, identifier. Prints a little slip of paper that Shondo tears off. Like, that way she, the, the DOS are like people she can contact in case your P.O. box gets compromised or something. Oh, yeah, no, that's great. Everything I do is. You can admit that. And they, yeah, all right. And uh, Johnny just takes that and like we see covertly kind of walk over to Alice and just sort of like lean in and just sort of hand that to her, like just almost like palms it as like a, in like a handshake and kind of just like whisper a little bit into her ear and then walks back over. And he's like, yeah, that's a yeah, it's a good call for thanks for looking out. That would have been uh, that's very helpful. And you people say that you don't have uh, intelligence. I mean, Johnny does. I I don't. As uh, I Sam don't. Just smooth brain all day. Like I thought we did. I thought we were the intelligence branch. No, we're. It's a little more complicated than that. I I don't really get it either. But uh, we'll we'll review it, Yokeen. We'll we'll figure it. I think it's weird. I I made uh, the professor explain it to me a couple of times. Yeah, I think we're more the sort of a field op rather than the intelligence. I mean, I guess we have intelligence folks we're not it though uh, that's i think painfully clear every time we try to do just about anything we're, we're, we're getting sidetracked we got stuff to do let's uh let's go ahead and hop on and and, and move out from here solidarity forever it's, yeah absolutely uh, johnny just raised a fist and it looks incredibly awkward because he's just like he's just a dork and that's just how he looks so when he does shit like that it does not look cool ever and at least it just looks up with pain in her eyes so that's forever. And we get on the bike and start heading toward the tower. Once we're a safe distance away, I turn very calmly to Highwayman. Johnny, how do you make solidarity forever look kind of lame? I want to be very clear. The thing you've said is hurtful and my feelings are slightly hurt. I'm doing the best I can over here, man. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just a guy. That's all. <laughs> just like, I don't know what to tell you. Look, you got to like you, you've got this layer of like secret moon war veteran coolness to you that you just need to channel into the solidarity forever. Got to practice a little bit. I'll I'll, I'll 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 do the best I can. Can I be honest with you? It feels like practicing it would actually be it would somehow even make it less cool than it than it currently is, which is like not great. I mean, like, don't I feel like it would. Did you? Johnny, did you think I meant like practice like in in your room in front of a mirror or something? I very literally thought that. Yes, that was exactly what I thought you meant. No, like just get used to saying like go go to things like that and say it with some people and, you know, break some stuff. All right. Well, in my off time, I guess I can look into that. Oh, wait. Yeah, you don't got off time. I'm... Yeah, it's not a ton. I sort of it's, Johnny's just like, honestly, just usually in my off time, it's just kind of I usually just sort of grab Enrique and go fishing just because sort of the only that's I mean, like I should still it's worth making time for, you know, maybe just uh, just every other every other time we'll be fishing and then, you know, maybe doing something. We'll go do some stuff. OK. All right. That sounds good.
Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at SGCADelaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.